Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, we are giving another friend their very first comic book. One of my oldest pals, Jack Allenthorpe, read his first comic, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. This story was a Black Mask Studios production, and it did not disappoint. Just a heads up, it was recorded over Zoom, so the sound quality may not be perfect. As always, there are full spoilers ahead for four kids walk into a bank. Remember to go follow us on Instagram at Cameron Reads Comics, as well as our brand new Twitter page. And please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We also have a super special announcement at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. Now, here's your summary for Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Four Kids Walk Into a Bank is a darkly comedic story of four burgeoning child criminals and their elaborate plans. When a group of bumbling criminals show up in her father's life looking to pull one last job, young Paige has two choices. Let her father get caught up in their original hijinks or enlist her three best friends to do the job first. Paige picks the bad one. Hi, Jack. Welcome to the Cameron Reads Comics Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. I apologize that this was delayed. Um, <laughs> I, I got a little bit sick. <laughs> no, nobody um, knows that. Nobody knows that. We are actually doing this recording differently than others. This is a Zoom recording, so we're glad to have you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was my first comic book. Um, I guess we'll get into it, but uh, there were many surprises for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Jack, we've known each other forever, and you are one of the few people who's seen like my comic book journey go as long as it has because, like, you've just just our time together as friends, and so um, and you have a unique perspective that other people don't because we've known each other for so long. So first and foremost, I guess getting let's get in touch with your relationship with comics uh, as it has been. So. Uh, what has been your relationship with comics and like fan fiction and like just fandom thus far? So, okay. So my relationship with comic books, I would say 95% of it is Cameron really likes comic books. <laughs> you know, and that's about that. It's true. Um, but, but, you know, I guess on the flip side, I've never had the motivation, I guess, up until now to actually delve into it really whatsoever. However, you know, there's guys obviously that I'm close with like you that were, you know, so passionate about it. And then passion is uh, the right word. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I also lived in San Diego. So just from like a, almost like a business perspective, like Comic-Con, I know huge. it's just this huge thing where I've heard, you know, I remember Uber drivers telling me they make like 200 an hour, like everyone comes in. And so I know it is this kind of low key, gigantic world or industry, but I really yeah. didn't know anything about it. At this point, like, I don't know if we could even consider it low key because when Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time, you know what I mean? And like, we have so much, uh, 
content, especially at this point in time, television shows and movies and even stuff that like you have you haven't even seen. It's like it's way bigger than we all quite like assign meaning to. You know, it's like it's it's bigger than we think. Because like I don't know if you ever watch Walking Dead or you know other things like that. Like that's a based on a comic book. <laughs> you know, it's like that was a comic first, and then it was this huge show. So it's, yeah. it's seeping into all aspects. No, I agree for sure. And also, I would say it's kind of, um, you know, once again, this is just from my perspective, but breaking down barriers in the sense of the traditional comic book stereotypes where growing up and, you know, I'm not one to ever care about something like this. Yeah, but you know. be like, but, but it'd be like the cool kids don't read the comic books, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like a nerdy thing to do. And I've noticed, you know, maybe just through you, but um, but you know, for example, you had that guy on who, what is he, the lead singer of some like legit band or something? Oh, yeah, Jared from the Dirty Heads. Yeah, it's like, all right, that guy does not fall into the stereotypical, you know, like kid that yeah. plays the trumpet after school. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, this is, um, he does you know, it. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe actually it's a band, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> different band, but also, hey, for the kids that played trumpet after school, we think you're cool, so. Yeah, no hate. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. <laughs> um, but have you ever, like, considered yourself part of a fandom? And, like, for other people when I ask this question, it's like, it doesn't have to be comics or anything. Like, did you did you watch all the Harry Potters? Like, were you a big Game of Thrones fan? Like, was there anything yeah. that you followed, like, I guess, religiously? So, uh, so yeah. So, I guess, first and foremost, although it isn't – that exciting of an answer i'm it a is. Hard bas- basketball fan as you oh know. yeah no any quality um, fandoms because the boston celtics fans are not welcome here so okay well seven <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah i'd watch game of thrones pretty religiously that that you know i really guess i would I, i'd probably put that as the best tv show of all time in my book dang um, even with that ending how'd you feel about the ending um so the no spoilers though no spoilers okay no spoilers the hate that it got was a snowball where everyone was just like yeah it sucks and then everyone's like yeah but then if you take a step back it's like your expectations were way too high um it was it did get a little corny the comparison i make to that is um star wars when disney bought it out and you watch a new star wars and it was like it it was essentially disney-fied a little bit um but it was still really good so I, i i liked it People, I don't know, people will, like, build this thing, build things up in their heads, and they're just like, wow, I want this to be the thing that I need. You know what I mean? And I'm like, there's no way that this weight that so many people put on it can be satisfied, like, be satiated, because it is 14 million people want this to be one other thing more greater than it is, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's just an impossible standard for any kind of content or medium. Yeah, and and they're on the outer cusp of – what's possible in the sense of the best tv ever in previous seasons and so the expectation is for it to be better for that final season you know all the fans raised like millions of dollars to pour into like the funding of the filming of the show but quite frankly you know my belief is that they were the you know they were groundbreaking in what they did originally and like tv you know it's really not possible to get that much better than it was which i think is why people were disappointed yeah it's you know, when, you, when you're breaking that many barriers, like, you are going to run out <laughs> of steam. But, like, I don't know, like, the legacy of that show, and, like, that show is not, you know, the ending. You know, it's 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 everything, it's all of it, you know, it's everything before and after that, too. So, people, I feel like people forget that. And so, I feel also, like, HBO has had struggles with 
ending their like really great franchises because if you listen to the fans of The Sopranos, they hate the ending because literally yeah. in, here's a spoiler for a show that ended in like 2007, but like it just it cuts to black like in the middle of some some big scene and it's like well, you'll never know what happens and it's like what how could you do that what happens next and everyone gets mad so it's not the yeah. first time. Which, by the way, kind of plays in a little bit to this book, which was yes. not going at the end itself. We're going we're gonna to talk about the ending, but we're going to talk about that towards the end. My next question for you is, well, you may have answered it, but like, was this the first comic like proper that you have ever read? 100% yes, <laughs> unless you're counting like the newspaper comics on Sundays that are like five boxes. <laughs> Jack, Jack's a big Garfield fan. He's like, dang, I want some lasagna. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, Family Circus, what are those kids going to do next? Uh, so then I guess after that, next real reasonable question is like, what did you think about it? Like, were you overwhelmed? Was it, was it what, yeah. what, what you thought it would be? Was it not? So, so, so I'll take you through, I guess, my progression. Um, and I won't, we won't get into details, but my progression of my feelings on the book itself was, yeah. so like page one, you know, it's like, um, I don't even know really why they did it. That was like one of my questions, but they're like playing the game, but they're yeah. playing like as the characters, you know? And then, so my stereotypical, like, you know, what I think about these comic books is like warlocks and orcs and dragons, you know, and all yeah. this stuff. And I'm thinking, like, I got to go on this goddamn podcast. And, like, I cannot keep up. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? And then like, I was like, oh, is he going to get that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I was so my first, like, page, like, one through three or whatever, it was like I'd classify myself as scared. Where I was like, wow, I'm going in deep uh, in this comic book world. And then, yeah, but then I get to, like, page four or whatever. And, and it's like, okay, there's, like, some normal characters. They're people. <laughs> you know, they're just playing a game. Yeah, just kids. Like, yeah, and I was like, "Thank God, I can follow this." And then, do you, wait, do you um, watch? Do you watch Stranger Things at all? Or no, I watched like the first season. I want to okay, say because yeah. I'm like, I feel like that that it's it's you know the opening scene of that show or whatever, like them playing this D and D. That's really what that is. It's like, yeah, they are their yeah, characters, and it's real to them at that moment, but it's in their voices, you know. No, for sure. Um, and then I guess moving on. So then it got to the normal part, like character development. And all this stuff. And so then here I'm looking at this from purely not a comic book perspective, but a literature perspective. Keep in mind, I have no comic book background. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was, uh, it, it took a little while, like, you know, maybe one or two chapters to kind of grasp hold of me, you know, to get me hooked in to where, if, you know, for one or two chapters, which I guess is completely understandable in the sense that, you know, it takes time to, you know, for a hook or, you know, to get um, attached to the characters enough what have you to have you fully invested in the book. But, you know, so I kind of pushed through, I would say, where it was, I considered this kind of like a chore or like I wasn't passionate about it for like two chapters. And yeah. then, and then I got kind of hooked in, um, which by the way, every chapter when it started with the stupid, like orc warlock thing scared me a little bit. <laughs> or I was like, are You're they like, going off? <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I'm like, I agree because I just think it is overwhelming, but I'm also like for, cause this isn't like standard, obviously like Marvel or DC, this was an indie book. And I'm like, so I think, cause also Jack, how intimidating would it be to like, just hand you something like a Batman story that has 80 years of continuity behind it. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't just do that either. So I'm like, wow, here's something where I feel like this book kind of really captured what it was like to be young. And 
those interpersonal dynamics within a friendship like group you know like with that friend group i'm like because i feel like that was us and our four friends not like so explicitly but like i feel like some of those dynamics were just so real and i'm like ooh, that like nailed it for me when i was like a kid yeah no for sure i think i think you kind of picked the perfect book for me to do for my first <laughs> one so props to you on that and you're yeah. right about the character development i i wrote down like i have some theories that yeah, I think there's things that seem trivial in this book that the author or artist I is an author for comic books. Okay, so it's know. there's both. There's a there's a artist and then so a guy that does pencils and then there's a guy that writes it. So they write out page uh, for page what's gonna happen and potentially panel by panel depending on the creative process. But um he yeah, so the artist but I think there's some um, I don't know. The cool thing about indie books too is it kind of plays on the on the structure and they can really kind of expand on it in a way that DC and Marvel can't quite, they, they have their mold, you know? Sure. I mean, I don't know, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I guess you're, I guess you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but so more of the story, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make with the character development and some, some small things about this book, I think the guy who did the writing knew exactly what he was doing and it was calculated and that's the difference and what makes him like a professional at what he does compared to you know us like simpletons but you know (laughs) so it's so yeah and he's actually you know what's crazy is he's written for marvel and like big publishers because a lot of people in their journey will do indie books and then they'll do uh they'll come and do marvel or dc and like potentially have like a residency at those two publishing houses because those are the major ones and there's job security there la la there's you know there's money there but like i like this one because he has way more full autonomy in whatever he gets to write and whatever story direction these are his original characters he's not bogged down by you know history surrounding or legacy it's like he gets to create all of that and i think that that's one of the strengths in a book like this. And that's why it's like, it's also easier to introduce to someone. I'm like, this is the first time anyone's ever meeting them in all this context. You don't need to know anything other than what they're giving you. Yeah. Now that, that helped me a lot for sure. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that, but you know, so that's, you know, kind of a passion project on this guy's part, which was awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so had you ever heard of like indie comics before this? Nope, not before this Zoom call. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're like, when's Batman show up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Did you, after reading this, did you have any idea of why I chose this book for you? Um, well, I guess I understood that, like you said, it was a standalone book. So I didn't really need to know anything for, which was huge. Um, I did think about how like, it's like a group of like 12 year olds or whatever. And that's kind of like when we were just kicking it on our bikes, running around yeah. the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so th- those thoughts did pass my mind, but other than that, no, no, I was like, honestly, it just really reminded me of that, of when we were kids and kind of, cause I like, I like that with these kids, they're not just like quaint little, like leave it to beaver type characters. They're kind mm-hmm. of little shits, you know what I yeah. mean? And so I'm like, <laughs> they are. They're like Seal Beach pit crew kids. Yeah. Oh, Jay called out. Um, they're just, well, you're not wrong, but um, it's just like, it's just them being like, I don't know. Like the little girl Paige, she's just, yeah. 
she's so volatile and aggressive and i'm like who hurt you why are you like (laughs) getting like called out like why are you so aggro and like i don't know and then i like the one kid the african american kid kid. i forget all their names because it's been like a month since i read this i I wrote it down i think it's walter yeah he's so quiet and he's like everything he says on the page is like a whisper like the, the font is you know five when everything else is 12 yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, Paige is this fiercely independent. Yeah, I'd say that obviously the main character, fiercely independent, tough, and like she's, you know, what, you know, they totally, the artist or author totally captures like being a little kid in this time yeah. and just like the, the whimsical innocence, but also just the absolute passion. So, like, the example I'd give is so then, like, uh, can we get into the story or can I like, yeah, yeah, just go it? for it, dude. Okay. We do so, like, spoilers too. Okay, so they're, like, you know, planning on, like, robbing the bank so the dad doesn't have to, essentially, which yeah. is, like, this crazy thing. Um, but, uh, you know, it, literally, it makes sense, I guess. Um, but it then, makes sense yeah. to them. It's like yes, there's it, no logic, but I'm like, as a kid. Yes, but but so the, so then they were, like, uh, Walt and the other, the tall kid, um, what's his name? Pat, um, or Stretch, they call him, and yeah. Gerdes, the uh, foreign exchange kid, that this is there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally he just shows up in the car and he's like, I guess we're all yeah. going to today. <laughs> he's like, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but Probably so then, my favorite then, character. Honestly, in, in, his, in his tracks. But so then Walt is talking to Paige and he's essentially like, dude, like, we can't do this. Like, this is like big boy stuff. This is out of our reach. You know, we're robbing a bank. We're talking about like, going up to war against the police, real killers, Nazis, like all this stuff. Like, yeah. I think I'm out. And then Paige pulls out what was in that little tin box. And it was passports. And he's like, once they robbed the bank, we're leaving. And they're like, yeah. oh, so we won't get to hang out anymore? All right, I'll go up against the killers. You know, yeah. it's like, kind of like, it's got like me, you versus the world. Type like, in the, you know, I think they also, like with all of that and with, you know, some of some of the parts in this book there's like suspense there's amount of like suspense suspended belief you know i mean you have to like get give a little like yeah these kids are going to turn around this bank but i felt like with that like okay like little allowing some disbelievable things to happen we really were able to see some of these kids like like they also added stakes to there there were stakes with these characters that I really mm-hmm. just liked like cuz that I realized that's something I like love in my storytelling is like okay like what like frankly just to go into it burger's death I'm yeah like I'm frankly like obviously not pro death but I'm like I'm kind of glad someone died okay like, cuz I'm like oh wow yeah that's what happens when you try to rob a bank and like I really like how that kind of tied into the relationship of Paige and her uncle yeah. And there's that quote I wrote it down it says, I can't protect you anymore, Paige. And she said, You never could. And it's just like, ooh, like this is like wow, that just like punched you in the gut. It got way more brutal than we than D and D, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. That was like that was you know, towards the end when you get to those points, they're like legitimately heart wrenching where I remember reading this like I was like like I was expecting like a happy ending. <laughs> like I was like, What is going on? Like it, you know, and I was like my mind was kind of blown finishing up this book. But then, you know, my argument for that with the Burger thing, who, by the way, Burger is my favorite character by <laughs> He's far. He's so good. <laughs> just, just stay hot, King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, you know, but you said stakes. So I think there's an absolute reason 
that Burger was the one they got shot because what? throughout the whole book, there were no stakes for Burger. He, he he didn't understand. He was just living life. So what he represented and Nobody was, wanted him around either. <laughs> yeah, what he represented was just the whimsical innocence, you know. But, then, but, you know, and you can get annoyed with that, but also you love it. And, you know, that's kind of what you want to protect. You know, that childhood innocence that gets lost when you become an adult. That's literally what he was. You know, it's yeah. this crazy thing. Um, I actually wrote down... So the burger, so you remember there was the stakeout uh, yeah. at the candy yeah. store yeah. and then he, and he, he shows up and he's like, thanks for inviting me. And they're like, we didn't invite you. And then it goes through like all these like boxes. I wrote down, he said, he started just going through his thoughts, like during like a stakeout, like, what yeah. be, like a high intensity deal. He goes, I think I smell weird today. Anyone agree? And then he goes, next box, gum is weird. It's food you can't eat. And then my cat coughed up the gnarliest thing. I just, I'd imagine myself being Paige, like going like, this mother fricker. <laughs> like, I'm on a stakeout. <laughs> and they're like, shut up, Burger. And he goes, he goes, worst stakeout ever. Why'd you guys even invite me? And they're like, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but this, I like, they're like, how much time has gone by? It's like five minutes. It's like, homie had no chance. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, um, one of them was, I think, it was pretty funny. It was like, I think Mrs. Like, it was Mrs. Jorgensen or something. He's like, I think she'd kiss me back if I made a move. <laughs> like, if I just took initiative. And then later, and then later in the book, when they uh, spray the truth serum on him, and he talks about the same woman, he's like, he goes, uh, I ate a tuna sandwich I found in the parking lot. Then I snuck into the girl's bathroom to look at Mrs. Jorgensen in her underwear. <laughs> you know, like, so from like chapter one, chapter four, he's just been thinking about Mrs. Jorgensen. <laughs> Where's that story? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's so funny. Oh, but he's a great character too, because like, it makes me think, especially with like how he died and like, I guess going back to talking about stakes within the story is that there are like, there's two levels to it. Like when he died, you know, it was really kind of like from Paige's uncle and his partner's perspective. Uh, he's like, I need to stop my niece from doing this like dumbass thing. And mm -hmm. then Berger tries to help them get away by jumping on the back because he's like, I want my friends to get away. I want my friends to get away. But you know, Pretty much by the time we, we, they entered the bank, we knew nothing was going to, you know, it was not going to go well. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. And by the way, just one quick sign on that. What I noticed was like, they were in way over their head was things were going wrong. And then they were like, how much money do we have? Like $9,300. And I remember thinking Paige is going to be pissed. Then Paige is like, yes. Like, you yeah. know, like, that's so much money. I was like, that's not going to help you like pay off the house. You know? Yeah, like, literally <laughs> like that. And they're going to be like, wow, automatically $9,300 is enough. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But um, with the stakes, exactly. And like, you have the, I guess the logical thought process in the mind of the kids and then the logical thought process in the mind of the uncle where it's like, the kid's like, oh, we're totally going to get away with this. And then, you know, Burger frankly kind of sacrifices himself by jumping on the back of the cop. And Burger's like, I'm helping, I'm helping, I'm helping in his mind. But then the cop is like, why is this kid on me? Like, get off me, kid. Like, stop. Oh, my gosh, you're being annoying. And then he, like, he had the gun in his hand. But then it was like an accident. He accidentally mm -hmm. shot Burger. And it's like. Is that? Okay. What? Like, I, I don't know. I, that was a debate in my mind. Like, was it an accident? Because I, I actually looked at the guy. So it was the uncle's partner. I was yeah. looking at it like his face when he was saying this. And he was saying like, oh, no, like, you know, like, it was an accident. He uh, was reaching for my gun. But I never saw anything to show that he was reaching for the gun. Yeah. Like, I, like, it was kind of like a almost like a play on the political times now where it's like, 
was that did he just shoot him out of frustration kind of type of a deal because he could get away with it? Yeah, I have a little more optimism than you. I'm like, but I don't think he did. <laughs> I just think I'm like, yeah, when you have like, especially a chubby kid like him, when you have a chubby kid on you, you're like, ah. And so um, yeah. it was just like, wow. And they, nobody there wanted that to happen. But that kind of really just added some gravity to the whole thing, which I really liked. Yeah, no, for sure. And then at the same time, he, you know, it's like the innocent still because like his like big invention there was to tie cinder blocks to his feet so he could reach the gas pedals. So he's like so stoked on that. So he's still this kid like when he jumps on the uncle's or the yeah the uncle's partner, the cop. Like there's no way he's thinking I could get shot here. Like I'm assaulting yeah. a police officer. Like he was yeah. just you know living in the moment. You know exactly. Then, he's like I'm helping my friends. Yeah, and that and that's kind of when the book started to take a turn for just the cold hard truths, you know, that's, that they, you know, inevitably show at the end. Yeah. And um, how did you feel about, I guess, the next question is like, what was your favorite moment? Cause we kind of went over our favorite characters, but in this story, did you have a favorite moment? Mm. So, you know, so as far as like, just chuckling and enjoying, by the way, so even like the tone of the book was kind of cool. Where like yeah. the, um, like the overall author would like make side points and they were like very sarcastic and clever and stuff. I was like, Oh, this guy's like funny. You know, he's smart. Um, and so then I enjoyed just all the little moments, like especially with Berger, my favorite moment would have just to be the last page, like, mm -hmm. because it was legitimately, you know, completely out of left field for me. I had no idea it was coming. I, you know, I don't know why, maybe it's like the cartoons and like the pictures. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, if I was a betting man, like hundred to one, it's like a happy ending. Like they do it, or, you know, or something. And not only was it like a sad ending, it was heartbreaking. Like it plays on this emotion, you know, this relationship that everyone has, you know, um, between their, you know, the kid and their parent and trying to protect each other and it going wrong and just this lack of communication that led to everything. And, you know, it was just like, it was emotional. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. Um, yeah, so, it was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. And like, that's how you kind of can really tell. Like, that's what I, I read this book once. This is my second time reading it. And I was like, it, it's kind of incredibly disarming. But again, I think that's what kind of adds some power to the storytelling is because we were able to see these kids, like, you know, yo, it wasn't a happy ending. Like someone did die and like, there are ramifications for what you just tried to do. And I'm like, I don't know if it's anyone's fault, frankly. Well, if anything, it's Paige's fault, but like, you know, the dad, is stuck between a rock and a hard place. And he's like, I want to be able to provide for my family. Like, yo, Paige, I don't know if you know, we're poor. And Paige's yeah. like, I can help. And it's like, oh no. And how honest mm -hmm. he was to his daughter about, yeah, I think I'm going to go try and rob a bank. It was fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. And that opens up and kind of shows the real relationship that's genuine that they have. Um, and yeah, disarming, I would say, is the perfect word because the lines are blurred between good and bad, right? You know, because like, you know, robbing the bank, but he's doing it for a good cause. Paige putting her friends at risk, but she thinks she's helping, you know, and, yeah. and it just, you know, and it just kind of shows that all these good intentions, you know, no matter you know, about how pure they are, it led to just this heartbreaking event, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also too, though, like, I think it's kind of glaring in your face too. It's like when, when you theorize what would happen, it's like also, what else did you think was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, did you think, like, do we, 
did you really think you know, some 10-year-olds could come in and just rob the bank and have it all work out? Yeah, and I think that's uh, so like the two, Pat and Walt, the two normal kids, I think they represent like just normal kids. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're just kids. Um, they're not, they, you know, they have the jocks, the guy, they're just normal. Burger represents, like we said, the whimsical, just like carefree childhood innocence that's just kind of awesome. Yeah. And then Paige represents what a lot of kids, I think, want to be. Um, when they're faced with their everyday issues in life, you know, no matter how small they wish they were like this, you know, Paige is kind of a superhero kid in the sense that she's, you know, running around planning these bank robberies, all this stuff. But I think the play on it is just actually brutally accurate in the sense that if these kids that are thinking these things and want to take matters into their own hands, no matter how uncool or um, just unjustified, or um, just, you know, the opposite of what you think would happen in the story, um, w- what that is, no matter that, it's that even if they try to help and plan it out perfectly, they are kids and their yeah. hands are tied to a certain extent. And it's better if they just keep being kids, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, yeah, I thought, I totally agree. And I guess, I think, no, when I think about stories and like, especially comics like this, I think about, how well they told the story that they set off to, to tell. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, sorry, drop my, drop my <laughs> <the> earthquake. <laughs> um, and I think this one, like, told their story excellent. Um, except, you know, I thought the ending was kind of abrupt. How did you feel about, like, the pacing within this story? Uh, the ending was definitely abrupt. So the pacing was good up until the end. Uh, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but yeah. So like, you know, keep in mind, like a small part we haven't talked about is when Paige would like go to bed every night and like, there'd be like the radio and they'd talk to like random trucker dude who really oh like, Oh my didn't... gosh. Yeah. Who was just this freak. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> so, who like got them a gun, but like wasn't quite a gun. Yeah, it was a flare gun, and then yeah. he's like, you want meth? And Paige's like, I'm 12. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so, you know, so I feel like it was pretty okay towards the end, or, like, it made sense, um, or before the end, I should say. And then at the end, yeah, it happened so fast, and all of a sudden, the dad's old, Walt and whatever his name is, uh, Pat, are, are full-blown adults, and they're waiting outside the jail, and then that's how they tell you that Burger died, right? I remember, I remember going back to the page. It's like, wait, it doesn't you say anything. You want to know, yeah. Yeah, I remember it doesn't say anything. And then they, and they get re- like caught or rescued or whatever by the police when they tried to jump the quarry or whatever. And it's like, they they were all able to get out. And I'm like, do we know what happened? And then it's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. And, and that shows just also just like, once again, running from the issues. Like Burger, like if you just stayed and like got Burger attention, like, you know, not only is he shot now in the stomach, He's now in a van that's sinking in a lake, like you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happened fast, and I mean, yeah, that I mean, that was honestly, the, you know, that scene right there, where the very last scene where she hugged her dad, and you know, this whole there was no no lack of love or good intentions, but she clearly spent like twenty years in prison, yeah. and you know, this that's you know, the, these lives are like horribly, you know, altered, and then they hugged and they just said, "I'm sorry." That was one of the more powerful pieces I've ever read, you know, yeah. you know, so, you know, throw that in with like where the red fern grows and oh, yeah. <laughs> where the teachers are crying. Oh my God. I've seen outsiders like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm very, 
I'm grateful, you know, obviously, because like I think comics have this capacity to uh, this medium in in itself has the capacity to really like tell powerful stories. And I think that again, this is one of those stories that like I wanted you to be surprised. I want I want every newcomer because you're not the first person I've had who's never read a comic before. But like, I want every newcomer to come in like be caught off guard by the potential of this medium and how they can tell stories because I think that you know. Again, like, I I don't know if you thought this before, but, like, people think comic books are for kids. And I'm like, this book was not for children. This was almost, you know, Tarantino-esque in how, yeah. you know, situation. And I think that the way the tone was conveyed, I'm like, because you could have the whimsical childhood stuff. And then you could have the very real harsh world where there are Nazis, there are guns, you know? Yeah, it's a story for adults or young adults that taps into their own childhoods because it makes you think about it and that's kind of the idea i think and that's kind of a beautiful thing because you know um you know for example like my buddy sent me a picture from college is like you know on this day it was like social media like memories like six years ago and i was like holy cannoli you know now we're all like working or you know we've all got these adult lives and yeah and they just snowballs and the world just keeps going on and you kind of think back and i think back to me and you you know it was like a hell week practice and Together we had five dollars for lunch, and so oh we decided to buy we decided to buy twenty cookies. <laughs> they were so perished. That <laughs> you know, it's like little things like that that just you know don't really happen anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, we, you know? I got I got twenty bucks, or I got five bucks for cookies. <laughs> All right, I'll see you there after this. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's like it's there's nothing wrong with that it's just what that is is childhood and it's kind of this beautiful thing to think back on in my opinion and this book totally captured that where you know you know so we've talked about this like horrible ending this crazy emotional thing but then you as you're reading it you kind of look back on your own childhood with a smile like yeah that was pretty cool you know yeah absolutely it's uh good good memories you know yeah that's the way i think about it um I guess we're going to be winding down. So my, I don't know if I mentioned, I said my favorite character is the foreign exchange student. I think my favorite character, and I think I love, love, love the relationship with the dad. I think her, Paige's dad was, if it's not Berger, it's the dad. Because I think that you got to see how torn he was between, you know, he knew what to do. He knew what the right thing to do was, but he was going against that to try and save his family because he was stuck. You know, he's just stuck. He's like, I don't, I want to be able to provide for my daughter. You know what I mean? And these guys, unfortunately, can give me a way out. And so, yeah. Yeah, he was um, kind of a question mark for me. He's clearly like a war-torn character. You know, his wife died. He didn't really share that much about him. He knows all these crazy people that were the enemies, you know, the Nazis and stuff. Um, but he was clearly good, you know, troubled but good. So, you know, I did like him, but I, I wish I kind of knew more about him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'd, like, I'd love to... I would have loved to explore that character more because he, he was just very torn. I think you're right. Um, okay. Well, I guess I got like two more questions for you. Uh, number one, would you recommend this book to another person? Yes. Um, 100%. Um, I would phrase it in the sense that I know it's weird because it's a comic book, but that's what I thought. <laughs> and yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's good. Would you, do you think you pick up another comic book after this? 
You know, I was I was thinking that about that, you know, right after I finished this. Uh, and, you know, it's it's almost like sales where it's like the power to, like, get someone to move to action. Right. Yeah. Um, and and because I thought, like, I, I really did enjoy this and I know that I would enjoy another one. So, like, I, you know, my my honest answer is I don't know. I don't know if I ever if I will, because, like, I'm busy, you know, and, and just crap happens, you know, but I really hope so. Um, because I did enjoy it. All right. Well, I'm like message received. I'm not recommending you any more books anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'll get you on. I actually think I'm looking at another book for you right now that I think could be really fun to go over with you. So TBD oh, yeah. on that. Um, and then I guess my last question for you, Jack, is would you, what would you rate this story out of 10? Uh, 10 being the best book I've ever read or the no. best book of all time? No, neither. I'll just calm down. Oh. Like, uh, I just think when we think about stories that they set off to tell, do they tell it well? You know, because I wouldn't, you know, let's not, let's not compare this to The Godfather. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, uh, things like that. Yeah. Like, was this, you know, it's kind of like pizza. Like, yeah, maybe it was the best pizza you've ever had or whatever. Like, but it doesn't need to be. Did this pizza do do the pizza job well? I don't know. I don't know what I'm like saying. A, I've been like watching. You're talking about Barstool, Dave Portman's yep, pizza I, reviews. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. his are a little weird, but I'm like, that's my scale's always skewed. You can use decimal systems, but did you mm. like it that much? Did you like it to a ten level? Because I've given yeah. out multiple tens on the show. Okay, so no, I'm gonna give it uh, an eight point eight, and I'll tell you why. Mm. And that's by the way, that's a really good score. You know, ten. Like, I think I, so. I, do. I, I don't want to give anything a. 10, you know, that's my first time because I've never compared to, you know, so that's an unbelievable score because of the two aspects that are, it was really cool and like, like the whimsical part that was just fun and enjoyable to read, you know, and it was just like, you know, like a cool little story. But then yeah. it also, like I said, everything was, you know, I almost feel like we've done a disservice because I, I feel like I haven't explained well enough how calculated this guy was with everything and what the characters represented, you know, the <laughs> underlying themes, like, you know, it really was like, Kind of like, you know, if you brought this like a English professor, you, you know, they could really analyze it and be like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, I feel passionate oh, about that. That's, um, we will get you into, into more books because I don't know, I like, this is great. I thought it was very calculated as well, but I think that there are, I think I have some books that will, they'll, they'll be a doozy for you. All right. This, they'll blow my top off. <laughs> oh my gosh. For, the, for my listeners, I'm talking about Brian K. Von Saga or Why the Last Man or, or others, so. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's, um, yeah, my biased perspective that this is the only one I've had, so. Yeah, I'm like, right yeah I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hang up, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you first. <laughs> oh, man. But so there's yeah, your 8.8. Yeah, moral of the story, really, really good. And I'm really glad I did this, so thank you for that, actually. Uh, no worries, no worries. Um, my score on this, I think, is going to be... Uh, I think I'm going to do an 8.5, which is, I think, I don't know. Uh, 8.5 is good. I'm I'm okay with 8.5 because I think that I honestly, the ending knocked it down a couple pegs for me because I just really would have liked to have take, taken more time because for those that have read it or for those that haven't, I'm like, we're talking about the death of Berger and then her getting out of jail. We, that that takes place basically within the span of two pages. And I'm like, literally, two more pages could have really helped me out. But, yeah. Um, 
Uh, I thought that was really good. I really, 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 really loved the imagination that went into this book because there were there were stakes, but it was also human, and I think it captured being a child so well, like better than so many texts. I've you know, there's other books that I compare it to in my head uh, that capture it just that well, but also some books miss it. It didn't feel like it. it frankly, it felt like an adult being honest about their childhood that we read. Yes, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, I agree. These aren't the kind of kids that I'd want to. These are the kind of like you know stories and stuff that I'd want to tell my mom that I had with my friends when I was twelve. You know what I mean? I'm just like cursing and like you know being edgy or like punching bullies or punching Nazis. I'm like that's not yeah. quite what I would have done when I was a kid. So uh, that 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 being portrayed, despite you know the, I think the dislike, the unlikability of the characters is actually what made them incredibly likable because it was honest. Yeah. And yeah, it was honest, and because it was honest, it was also like, which one were you? Or, you yeah, know, right, you right, think, right, right. Like you know, uh, our buddy Nick Burns. Yeah, if, if he ain't Paige, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. The best quote I heard just describing Nick Burns is that he was forty when he was ten. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yes, yeah, he is Paige, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but and, and, but like, let's take it like so. Nick, just I guess for the people listening to for a little background, is he is the guy that is like if you paddle out with him while surfing like he'll bark at you like he'll let you know like he is oh. that guy that's gonna like bark bark you know and, and put people in their place but yeah. then when you get down to it you know he's like the, the sweetest guy at the core oh. like you know like such a nice dude um, oh yeah it's like you love the guy like yeah and, and good him. intentions you know like great intentions and everything he does you know he's oh. just a and tough he's cookie. so and he's so calculated like i think that you know the I, that's what I lean more towards with, with Paige. I'm like, I think you're right. You know, he can, Nick is a temper or whatever, but like, obviously we love him. We love him no matter what. But I think going, going to the calculation of Paige and the patience that she has in going with everything. I'm like, that's Nick Burns. <laughs> like, I totally agree. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to let you F over me and my friends. Like, you know, I'm, I will fight, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and he turns around and hugs his buddies. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, okay. So there's my 8.5. Now, um, for the listeners, please go follow Cameron Reads Comics on Instagram. We actually have a brand new Twitter at Cameron Reads Com. I, they wouldn't let me put it into ICS. So we have a brand new Twitter account. We also have a bonus episode coming out this Saturday. It is the first Cameron Reads Comics annual. That is going to be for the uh, Disney Marvel Slate updates. Me and my friend Jesse just recorded. We are going to talk about all of the updates that they gave us recently, and it was overwhelming. So CRC Annual number one is coming out this Saturday. And really cool news, next Wednesday, I am, I am having on my favorite YouTuber, Gem Mint Collectibles. So you do not want to miss this. It is going to be so awesome. I am so excited. All of these things are a dream come true. So stay tuned. Leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And Jack... Thank you so much for coming. We are going to have you back on for, I have, I have a book. I'm not going to tell my friends that I'm like, if you want to read a comic, just ask. So. Oh, heck yeah. I, I, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And if my one request, I guess would be the next book, you know, cause I'm all in now. So yeah. you know, the moving to action, if you like, if you just push me a little bit, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And so if, if we could ramp up just like a bit, like next one, I don't know what ramping up is but okay. i think you do but like yeah so <laughs> i'm like yeah well i'm like jack wants full trolls this time he's like oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no shoots and ladders please <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. anyways anyways thanks jack so much we will see you later all right thanks bye